All right, Shime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Quick reminder before we get into uh, patting ourselves on the back for some winners on the first uh, NFL week of the year. Chris Shime, how you doing, buddy? I am wonderful, Michael Mutnanski. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well. If you won money this weekend, um, remember, it's still the first week of the year. And if you lost money this weekend, remember, it's the first week of the year. We knew less about these teams uh, heading into yesterday than we'll know the entire year. Guys had weird roles we didn't know about. Guys weren't involved that you thought were going to be involved. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne. Uh, so I, whether you won or lost yesterday, Shime, take a deep breath. You got about four and a half, five months of this to go. Just remember, it's only the first week of the NFL season. Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, yes, you, it's, well it's not the first yes. time you're going to hear that, folks. Um, but I also do want to give a quick shout-out to our guy, Eduardo, listener, listener of the program. Yep. So the first time I listen, and I score. Muchas really? gracias, amigos, takes the sting from my team, a.k.a. the Patriots losing, or I'm sorry, the Raiders losing this week. Uh, he had Miami minus three. Pats, uh, Miami under 46.5. Vikings plus 1.5. That game also under 46.5. And And then he took the Falcons plus 5.5. So he literally took four picks that we gave and then tacked on the uh, Minnesota Green Bay under. Nice, nice five team parlay. Little uh, almost 2,500. to 1. Yeah. Ooh, baby. So shout Good out job, to Eduardo. Eduardo. See, and that's what we want. We want you guys send us your winners. If if we if we help you win because you went with us or you faded us, let us know. Let us know how you made money this week. So uh, let's start. We'll, we'll go through some of our bets here in a second. Uh, as far as the Patriots go, Shime, like we we had it nailed. Yep. Um, everything that we talked about on this show, uh, not just uh, in the days leading up to the game, but in the preseason, the off season. Like I would just the, the word I keep coming back to and sort of doing some notes for tonight's show. It's just. It, very predictable, Shine. What we saw yesterday was very predictable from the offensive line to Mac looking rattled. Um, just a very predictable afternoon for the Patriots. And if you watch the preseason, you can't be surprised how flat they came out in that game yesterday. You just can't. No, you really can't. It's uh, it was very expe- expected. Like the offensive line straight up stunk. That strip sack on Mac, you can argue if Mac should have switched the protection or if Trent Brown should have picked him up. But when you look at everything from a grander scope. Like, the offensive line was constantly making mistakes, which tells me that it was probably Trent Brown who missed the block. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah, so, that was a rough play on that. Yeah. Like, you – and on top of that, Hunter Henry has to be chipping that guy as he's coming out of the – coming off the line of scrimmage. Like, it's – there was just a whole collection of issues. And uh, Chris Curtis, to his credit, I think pointed it out today. He's like, everything that the Patriots used to exploit about other teams, it now feels like – other teams are exploiting about the Patriots. Stupid plays, bad coverage, bad one-on-one, bad penalties, the whole nine. Well, bad penalties, they take a, a, an encroachment off a timeout. They had a too many men on the field late in the game. Like, again, so obvious. And, and I get it. So that, that's that's my view. But I've seen plenty of reaction on social media saying, well, if they had called the P.I. Uh, on that pit interception in the end zone, the entire word of game would have changed. I guess, but the Patriots still – Look like the Patriots the preseason. In fact, I think Andy Hart wrote this today at WEI.com. It kind of felt like a preseason effort yep. by them. I, 100% I, I, agreed. I just, it was, again, super predictable. Uh, they lost the game outright. Uh, the Dolphins cover easily. Things say it's under 46.5 points. The really weird thing is the Kendrick Bourne thing. And, and you guys asked about it a couple different times today on the Greg Hill Show. Really weird, Shime. Like, I, I, it doesn't, it's very, it's like Malcolm Butler in a sense. Like, it, it's the first game of the year. He's an important player to you. He was the most explosive offensive player last year. 
and he plays two plays, one of which he makes the biggest offensive play of the day, but it's not disciplinary. It's just, it was just, what did Belichick say? It just it was what it was? Yeah, it just kind of worked out that way. Oh. Is how he phrased it. It's, how, it doesn't make, make sense to me. It, it, I, it, he has to, he's clearly in the doghouse or something. But what did I, he do? I don't know. I do? have no idea, but it's been this way all preseason now and, and into the first game of the regular season, and I'm at the point where it's like, all right, Bill, your team is not good enough to just bench these guys. That's you need point. to play your most talented players, period. You have to. Like, that's just, I, you're just, you're hurting yourself at that point. Yeah, I, I can't explain it. It just looks very stubborn of Bill. He had no good answers for it today. Uh, Phil Perry was able to, I guess, watch. I, I was not, CBS didn't show this when it happened. But, you know, Bourne goes on uh, for the first play he's on, doesn't get targeted. Second play, 41-yard catch, comes off the field. And then thinks he's going back into the game, and and Troy Brown uh, has to tell him to come back. You're not going back in, and I guess Jonu Smith Shime had to console uh, Kendrick Bourne. He was very upset on the sideline. Apparently, according to Phil Perry, holding up an index finger like I got one play, I got one opportunity. That was it. And so uh, they're making life very hard on Mac Jones, who may or may not play this upcoming week. We'll get to the Mac Jones stuff uh, and the injury stuff for the the uh, Pats and Steelers. But um, as far as the game went. Very predictable if you paid attention to this team in the offseason, into the regular season. It was not all Mac's fault. He was running for his life. I like the fact he was sort of audibling at the line of scrimmage. Good stuff there for Mac, but he can only do so much. Patriots lose and looked really poor in doing it. Uh, you were, We were both on the Patriots, and you were very much on the under. That was one of your picks, correct? Yep, that, that was my go-to pick, yes. All right, so they, that game easily went under. Uh, we had a lot of wins, you know, both Friday and Saturday. Ton of wins. I'm going through my list right now in terms of the picks. We were we're two and one in the three games that we picked. I, I was wrong about the over, thanks to Derek Carr throwing interception after interception after interception that Chargers game. Um, I th- what did you end up in your three picks? So one and two in my three picks, I ended up one and two. The Jags yep. kind of blew it there at the end, and you were right. The Colts, the Colts just didn't oh. didn't didn't have it as a as a road favorite there in week one. Uh, Matt Ryan looked kind of ugly, to be honest. Um, but the good news for me, I may have gone one and two, but props. the good news for me, I and went teaser. eight and zero oh in props. Nice. Nice. Eight and zero. Oh. I didn't miss. I didn't miss. I was. I, I'm out here. I can't miss on these props. I just. It's. <laughs> I just I feel like in week one the books just put out lines that were kind of arbitrary and from last season and I don't think they really recognized exactly what it was and I I tried to take advantage because you even made comment you're like Shime a lot of your almost all of your props are overs and I said yeah because this is the only time all season that the books aren't going to have a higher number like that's the only time all season AJ Brown's going to have an over of sixty four and a half reception yards which he had in like the but halfway through the second quarter he, awesome, he ended the first half with like a hundred and twenty. Um, the Christian Kirk over, he had 117. He doubled his number. Jonathan Taylor over 98 and a half yards. He got over 100. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. I, I I'm I'm wrong. I was not eight. No, oh, I was. Sorry. I was seven and one. Clyde Edwards Hilaire did not hit his over. Bad job by me. I don't know why I gave well, myself they, a green check mark for that. Uh, but he had well, 42 yards in the first half well, and then didn't say, run the football. He had 10 of the 12 carries in the first quarter for them. Um. And as the game went on, they were—I mean, they—they they they destroyed Arizona. No oh, surprise yeah. there. Dismantled them. Uh, and it was Pacheco the whole, basically the third and fourth quarter. He—I think Pacheco was the lead, the go-ahead. He had one of the touchdowns, but he was their lead guy. They basically, just—they iced Ceh because they're up by so much. Yeah, and I, which so, I get, which was just unlucky for me to be honest. Yeah, no, no, the the the, the thought process of right, but yeah. you, and then he was the, winning by so much he couldn't get it over. And <laughs> then you may not have hit your over, but 
Devontae Adams skyrocketed he past 78 awesome. and a half. Yeah. Derek Carr, well over 266. Tyler Boyd, under 40. That injury towards the end of the game might have helped a lot because he was at 33, so that came pretty close, but we hit it. And then Mixon, over 69 rush yards. That game went into overtime. Uh, Mixon, I, I believe Mixon got 27 carries, and Joe Burrow only threw the ball 26 times, which is yeah, a wild picks, number to right? me. Yeah. Forward, it was awful. I mean, it was awful. Pittsburgh's defense that the Patriots will face next were pretty good. Yeah, they lit them so up. So you went 7-1. and one. I I only gave out three, I believe, if I have my, my notes correct here, and one of them never went back on the board. So I, I can't count the Debo Samuel one because they never put it back up. In fact, I was Which you would have with, lost, though, right? Because I, I, uh, you, you wanted under. He had 52 rush yards. Yeah, I would. so I would have lost it. Yeah. So we can, you can want to give me a loss, that's fine. No, 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 no we won't. Never, it came off the board. So I was DMing with DK Assist uh, Sunday morning, and it was, usually they're, they're pretty quick to respond, but they didn't respond for a while. Then, like, can you tell us what state you're in? And I, so by the time they, it was like 1245, like, well, we're not going to be able to like, put it up before the game. So that never went up. That would have been a loser anyway. Mike Kosicki had one target, one catch for one yard. That was an easy win. Uh, and Quez Watkins, I don't believe, registered a catch. So, uh, well, job, he, good job by you. Yeah, our prop game was uh, on, yeah. on point. I have some more props for tonight, by the way. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll a couple get that to, are just too low. If you cashed on props yesterday, uh, we ask you one simple request. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, it's the podcast. I know many of you did this week. Thank you so much. Uh, you can get us on Twitter as well, at BetQLBoston. But really, it's, it's about rating, reviewing, and subscribing. That's how uh, they track this stuff for us. So that's a huge help for us when you do it. Subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, rate, and review. Because subscribe, rate, review. Seven and one. Seven and one in props. Subscribe, rate, review. Uh, quick early look ahead to next week, Patriots and Steelers. We are a betting podcast. Anything else from yesterday, Shine, from a, a gambling standpoint? I went 2-1 uh, and one in the picks, but they'd go 3-0 and oh on Maloney, Foray, and Mego. So Attaboy. that was a good start on that show. Any yeah. other gambling stuff from yesterday? Uh, no, let's move chance? forward in, uh, to tonight and next week. Uh, okay, let's quickly look to next week, where I believe I had this right, Shine. The game opened Patriots as a one-and-a-half point favorite on the road. That is correct. It is still one and a half on DK. Correct. It has gone to. It's gone to. Uh, it's a pick 'em already at sportsbook.com. It is one at places like FanDuel and PointsBet and BetRivers. I, I gotta. I gotta be honest. I'm. I'm surprised given the Patriots losing and the Steelers winning that the Steelers are opening as home dogs next week. I'm not as a one and a half point dog. I'm not. I'm not surprised, and there's there are a couple reasons for that, especially with the Mac the Mac back issue. Being yes, a, a, so that a that thing. I think that might change the line eventually, but I, I think a Vegas doesn't trust trust Mitch Trubisky. I don't blame them. B uh, the defense though. TJ Watt might have a torn pec. Oh yeah, I forgot about so that. So he's toast. Yep. And, and Najee Harris is, Najee yeah, Harris is yeah, out. Yeah, so that means okay, Jalen okay. Warren is going to get the start against the Patriots. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the, it's the, it's the lowest total on the board chime uh, for next week. So it yeah. opened as the lowest total, forty two and a half points, and it was already the lowest. It's in bet down on DK all the way to forty one. Uh, bet MGM forty and a half. Not so the lowest already... total on the board, by the way. Really? What's uh, the lowest total on the board? Jets Browns is forty and a half. Wow. Okay. So well, this is this is forty and a half at bet MGM. So it's tied for the at least in one okay. of the books. They're tied together. But I mean that. Mitch Trubisky in a potential shootout with you know uh, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, they, you probably should open this game pretty low. Yeah, I uh, I'm already I I'm already strongly leaning under. Uh, I, I'm probably going to get on it early now. I'm probably actually going to to be completely honest with you, place a tease that includes the Patriots under, and I'm going to do it today when I drive up to uh, place a couple more prop bets include for your tonight. Broncos, yeah, yep. include your Broncos uh, bet for tonight, yeah. And so I'm going to get in 
on the Patriots ahead of time um, and before that number goes down because that number might get under 40, and I, I don't – then I get nervous and I don't want to touch it. But right now, if it's at 41, I can tease it up to 47. I really like that. Yeah, and as far as like an early lean would go, under absolutely would be the lean given the, the lack of offensive yep. talent uh, on the Patriots' side and then given the injuries – on the Steelers' side, uh, I'd also be uh, – the early lean would be on the Steelers here. If, if they were a home dog on Sunday, I'd, I'd be fine. Yeah, this is a straight-up stay away from me. I'm not touching this game. Outside of the under, I don't want to touch this game because I don't think – I think either offense could win, and one point isn't a big enough reason for me to take the dog at home. Like, if this was two-and-a-half, three, like, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. But at one, one-and-a-half points, I'm just – I'm not going to risk that. I'm, I'm going to stay away from this game all week. And I would give you a hypothetical, like if it stayed there, if Mac is out, but obviously the line would change big time. Steelers, if it's if a Brian Hoyer and or uh, Bailey Zappi, it would mm-hmm. the the Steelers would then be the favorite in this game. Oh, I already uh, found my uh, teaser. By the way, it's uh, I'm oh. going to tease Patriots Steelers under 47, uh, Baltimore plus two and a half at home for Miami. Okay, that uh, we were on Baltimore, and, and obviously that we'll get to the rest of the, the slate as we get yep. uh, towards the week. So the Patriots uh, open as a one and a half point favorite. On the road, uh, obviously right now, you're, Mac Jones, we're talking Monday morning. Mac couldn't do his media availability yesterday. Supposed to do a Zoom and then join Merloni, Foray, and Mego today. If you saw the video, he is walking very gingerly. Yes, he is. Like a, like a, guy, like a guy with a back injury. He shine. looks We've stiff. All, he looks yes, like a guy with yeah. a stiff back. 100% agree. So who knows what his status will be. The fact that he couldn't go to the podium yesterday, uh, I think it's pretty significant. Uh, but we will have all week to figure that out. As the Patriots will try to uh, get back on track here, they they could use a win here early in the season because once they get that they, they get this, this tough tough uh, tough start, excuse me, then that easy four game stretch. Although who knows it's going to be easy with this team, and the second half of the season is is not going to look good. So I would no. say for for those of us who bet the under eight and a half wins, uh, yesterday was a step in the right direction. Feeling pretty good. Feeling, Feeling pretty, pretty good. good. Don't feel great about the Raiders, but again, it's week one nope. uh, for my over. It's a division game in week one. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, Red Sox shutout win yesterday, one nothing. Uh, they've not played tonight. They're off, so we'll get back to Red Sox and Yankees tomorrow. We do have Monday Night Football tonight, Chris Scheim. Sure one of the do. most bet games this offseason was Broncos and Seahawks yep. because people wanted to bet Russell Wilson going, to get, going against his old team. Uh, this game got pounded uh, really the entire uh, offseason. As it stands right now, uh, I see it on DK as a seven-point spread. Yep. So I have, it as D, I have uh, Broncos as a seven-point uh, favorite there on the road against Seattle. Russell Wilson homecoming game. It opened at 41.5. I see it up to 43.5 available on DK Shime. I know you have a you have a teaser that lands here with the Broncos. Correct. You've been on the Broncos the entire offseason. Correct. You get this bet a long time ago. Uh, what do you want to do prop-wise for this game? I have a one prop idea, but I'll let you go first. Yeah, so uh, the, the final leg of my teaser is Denver minus a half a point. The Ooh. day after schedule release, as soon as the odds dropped, I bet on Denver minus four and a half in this game uh, to open the season. So I have a far better number than what's listed currently, which is amazing. Um, and then on top of that, uh, there's a couple props in here that I just think are ho- like horribly made. Okay. Um, in particular, Melvin Gordon over nine and a half receiving yards. Uh, in training camp, Melvin Gordon was being split out wide as a receiver. Uh, people, people are wish casting. I'm going to use that word again here. Uh, people are wish casting for Javante Williams to just be the next guy because he's they exciting. He's they fun. He's him. awesome. But what people don't want to accept is that 
the Denver Broncos are running a 50-50 split. Like this is a Javante Melvin Gordon 50-50 split. Um, and Gordon's going to get a lot of touches. And I wouldn't be shocked, especially if he gets a lot of the goal line touches on top of that. So I, I, I wouldn't even hate like a sprinkle on a, Jav- on a uh, Melvin Gordon touchdown, which right now is plus 160. Um, but my actual play is Melvin Gordon over 9.5 receiving yards. That's one screen that goes for 10 yards and you cash. Um, the other prop here uh, that is, in, in my opinion, mispriced is Cortland Sutton's over of 59.5. I, I I did really, really well with the receivers in week one, whether it was A.J. Brown, Christian Kirk, Devontae Adams. Um, they all cashed, uh, and I think Cortland Sutton's the same way here. He is the number one receiver in this offense, I, I believe. I don't think it's Jerry Judy. Uh, you could have convinced me that Tim Patrick would have made a play for it, but with Tim Patrick being out, Cortland Sutton is the guy. He is the guy, which is why I feel like Jerry Judy's number, being the same as Cortland Sutton's, is mispriced. Judy should be lower. Sutton should be higher. Therefore, I'm going over on Cortland Sutton, 59 and a half receiving yards tonight. And then... Uh, the Melvin Gordon one's interesting, but go ahead. I'm sorry. You got, uh, I, Mary Proppins firing yeah, yeah. him on a night football. Well, then, I and, love it. And then the last, the last pick's actually not a prop. I, uh, I'm also probably going to play a little bit on the under tonight. Uh, I'm going to wait as long as possible to place my bets because people are hammering the over right now. Action Network says that like 78%—oh, wait, I I had a spread. Yeah, 75% of the bets uh, are on the over right now, 60% of the money. So I want to see if I can get that up another half a point to get to 44, give myself a little leeway. Um, But I like the under in this game because that also bails me out. The only way I see Seattle winning this game is if it's like— 12 to 6 or something stupid like that where it's just a defensive struggle both ways um, because they're all amped up to take on Russell Wilson and so worst case scenario if my Broncos hits miss uh, I I cash on the under so that's kind of where I'm leaning right now uh, the Melvin, you say Melvin Gordon receiving yards or receptions? Receiving yards over 9.5 I believe his receptions number is 1.5 which I also kind of like as well Uh, I'm just double checking to make sure these are available Yep, 9.5 at minus 115 yep yeah, especially if he's going to split time, um, I really do like that. The one, the one that I kept coming back to today, Shine, was um, Russell Wilson's rushing yards, which they listed at DK, I believe, at twelve and a half, uh, at minus one thirty-five. Yeah, I, I want the over on Russell Wilson rushing yards tonight. That's like Ooh, you okay. said, one, one, one screen. Like, yeah, one scramble, one, and he's gone. This is one scramble in a building he's played in a million times. Like it's not really a road game for him. He's going to a place where he's played all his home games. So I, and- I don't. He, and he does that great sliding thing. He doesn't take a lot of hits when he does runs. So to me, uh, if I had to play one prop tonight, and I, I did not put the the same effort I put into to the props for Saturday, but if I do go to New Hampshire and play one tonight, uh, it will be over the twelve and a half rushing yards here for Russell Hustle, Bustle Wilson. Uh, and as, as we're recording this, uh, some yep. of the lines are changing, and people are betting on Javante Williams to go over fifty eight and a half tonight. Uh, I would just I would be weary of placing any. Early bets on Javante. Um, like I said, I think this is going to start as a 50-50 split. Um, the Melvin Gordon over 37.5 rushing yards was tempting to me. The combination of rushing receiving for over 51.5 was really tempting for me uh, with Melvin Gordon. I, I, I think people, I think the books very much so are undervaluing what Melvin Gordon will bring to this offense, specifically because the people are wish casting so much on Javante Williams. So I think there's an opportunity to capitalize here. Um, and so I just really want to make that known that I am heavily in favor of any bets on Melvin Gordon in tonight's game. And I will just circle back to Russell Wilson. So we got a strong, strong Melvin Gordon push uh, from Shine from Monday Night Football. As I log into DK here just to check, the updated number is 12.5 yards at minus 150. 
on Russ. That I'm actually, not, I'm not, literally just changed lives. So there you I, go. I'm not going to lay the 150 on that. I, no. I, I can't advise people. If so, it goes yeah. up to say it goes up to 14 and a half though to minus 115, are you in still? I I would do it anywhere. Anything anything under 15, anything under 15, I'd be fine with. Okay. Yes. Because um, yeah, because you might be able to play like if you do the same, same game, game parlay, parlay yeah, you, you might be able to play around too. with that number and you like, might be better. The other one, you're, maybe you can help me out with this. So Kenneth Walker is not going to play, mm-hmm. um, isn't it? Is it Rashard Penny like the the guy? He He's was the, the guy, guy at the end yeah. of last year. He was the number one running back over the final what was it four weeks of the season last year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I'm trying to. Yeah, I, 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 I just think keep an eye on that tonight. Um, I'm not giving anything out, but I'll be interested uh, potentially in digging this before the game tonight. Who else is going to handle touches there? Nobody. It's going to be Rashard Penny's going to because if he is, then all of a sudden his receiving yardage number of whatever it is seven and a half or some low number. It's that that would be in play to me. So just just for reference, over the final rushing rushing attempts might be in play because if he's the only guy there, we know what they want to do. What's the number for rushing attempts? Do you have it? Uh, I can pull it up here. Uh, It is fifteen and a half, which is actually pretty reasonable. So this is over the last five weeks of last season. For reference, Rashad Penny. 16 for 137, two touchdowns. 11 for 39, no touchdowns. 17 for a buck 35 and a touchdown. 25 for a buck 70, two touchdowns. 23 for a buck 90 and a touchdown. He's going to get a lot of carries, man. He and Kenneth Kenneth Walker's not playing. He's getting all of the carries. You might see a a very limited sprinkle of DJ Dallas. Um, oh, but that's he was about a thing last year too. Yeah, like so. he's like a fifth round pick out of the University of Miami. Um, but that's it. it. This is Rashad Penny's backfield because of Kenneth Walker's injury. Uh, so I, if you're making some same game parlays or anything, you want to toss Rashad Penny in. I, I like it. I, I think anything over 50, 60 yards is fair game. Yeah, Travis Homer's in that depth chart too. Uh, they do have Marquise, Marquise Goodwin, so I guess they could mix him in as a running back. He's a track star. Yeah, I, I, so I, I'm gonna stand on. Russell Wilson, uh, I can't really bet it at 12.5, but if that were to get 13.5, 14.5, and that juice to come down, I'd take it all the way to 15, and I'll be interested in Rashard Penny stuff tonight. I hope you're wrong about Corton Sutton because I, I need him to score like fewer than 17 fantasy points. Mm. To win I have league, him so. in two of my three fantasy leagues, oh. so that's not going to happen. Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> uh, what else? I mean, I enjoyed the football yesterday. For the first half of the oh, first 1 it. o'clock games, it was – there was not a lot of scoring that happened, but it picked up as the the day went on. Yeah, I uh, I was I was in my happy place yesterday. I was just watching football, enjoying it. The Patriots so kind of stunk, which it's like a double edged sword because it's Such like I want to see the Patriots yeah, win, but, but also, at the we, same uh, time, we're also on the I'm team right. Total un- we're also on the team total under, and you can yep. watch the red zone channel of the Patriots. Exactly, and that was the the beauty of that because I got to watch some of the craziness that was happening around the league, like the kicking mishaps in Indy and in uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, which oh. is just was just ridiculous. So uh, I, uh, I I loved it. I was happy football was back. I'm excited for uh, tonight and then Thursday night. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Thursday night we get a great game, don't we? Don't yeah, we get Chiefs Chargers? Jar- Chiefs? Chiefs Chargers? Yeah. Hell yeah. Chief, like, Chiefs hosting the Chargers. But, I mean, talk about like quick quick storylines from week one. Um, I, don't, I don't think the Chiefs missed Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to be okay. Juju looks good. <laughs> Juju looked really good. Uh, Clyde, Clyde looked awesome. Kelsey is just going to be an absolute monster. Uh, I'm curious to see how he holds up in the second half of the season, but at least early on he's going to be great. And, uh, I mean, the Chiefs didn't miss a beat. But then again, the Chargers also looked really good. Justin Herbert was throwing to Xander Horvath. For touchdowns, yeah. uh, if you can Mike tell me Williams what position yesterday. he plays, I'll know. 
Uh, or I won't know, but I won't be able to tell you if you're right or wrong. But the Chargers look great, too. So I'm excited to see uh, Chargers Chiefs Thursday night. That's going to be a lot of fun. Wacky stuff happens, folks, in week one of the NFL season. Yep. The, the Bears won in a monsoon at home against Trey Lance and the 49ers. Thank like you again that. for talking me out of San Francisco as well. I didn't put San Francisco in any bets. Like, I just... Well, the dogs were barking yesterday. Yes, they were. Falcons covered the five and a half. They could have won that game outright. Uh, Mariota let him run a little bit, which is fun to watch. Uh, Vikings, Vikings in some spots yesterday, Shine, went off as the favorite. Yeah. uh, In some spots, they were a one-point favorite at home As soon as Lazard got ruled out, and I think also Bakhtiari, Elchton, Jenkins, as soon as all three of them got ruled out, uh, Vikings were like two-point favorites in some spots. So they won outright against, I mean, Rodgers, like, there's no one to throw to. And Aaron Jones didn't play a lot. Like yeah, Texans why, cover the Bears cover and win outright. Tex, like Texans tie. They could have Texans easily could have won that game. Absolutely, the they could have week one. So the dogs are barking in week one. Lions end up backdoor covering, which hurt my soul desperately. That was painful. Oh, that, that was people. brutal. Uh, Steelers went outright at Cincinnati, although that's not a huge surprise. Mike Tomlin as a dog in division as unbelievable. I wish I'd looked at that number more because his record as an underdog in that division is ridiculous. Something about Tomlin being a dog is good. It was. Uh, it was pretty good. I guess I, I, I'm surprised the Commanders won at home. I, I, the Jaguars felt like the right play. Right Carson Wentz kind of looked okay. Like he didn't look as bad as I thought he would. I mean, he's he's clearly going to Wentz things up a little bit later on in the season. <laughs> but like in Week One, he looked good. Like he made one stupid interception, but like outside of that, he played really well. Curtis Samuel looked great. Antonio Gibson, even though he wasn't going to be the starting running back, just came in. Like you know, no, no. Shirt off my back. It's fine. I'll just I'll do my thing, and uh, and and they looked pretty good. Uh, I will give you a dollar if you can tell me who led the Titans in receiving yards and targets yesterday, or receiving yards and receptions yesterday. Was it Dontrell Hilliard? He was second ah. in receiving yards. I'm sorry, he was second. Someone named Kyle Phillips. <laughs> I never would have gotten that for six. My next guess would have been Nick Westbrook Akine. Uh, he had one for 13. Okay. Uh, Robert Woods, one for 13. I'm, I'm only looking at them. Did Traylon Burks have a catch? He went uh, three for 55. Okay. He had a big athlete. He had one really good play at one point. I, I was I, looking at that game only because I, I, I lost that in a survivor pool because you told me not to, but I played him anyway. The yep, Titans in the survivor pools, they lost. Um, but I, I almost felt like that that game was, once the weather showed what it showed in Chicago, if I'm being honest, Titans uh, falling to the Giants was my, I think, the most surprising result for me watching this weekend. I did not think the Giants would go on the road week one with Dayball and find a way to beat Tennessee. I thought Vrabel would bring hunk to, hunker down all offseason. Okay, we lost A.J. Brown. Let's reset this thing, and they lose to Aaron Jones through for under under 200 yards and a pick. And Saquon Barkley was back. He was, he was nasty. He was effing nasty. back. I wanted to play some Saquon Barkley prop bets, and I just never, never pulled the trigger, and I regret it because he was well, awesome. I'm sure people don't regret listening to your uh, prop bets. Seven no, they and don't. one, Shine. Let's not comp- seven and one. You're right. Seven and one. Eight and three yesterday. overall. Seven and one in props. I'm I'm cooking. I'm cooking, and that's what matters. Okay. Uh, subscribe, rate, review to the podcast. Shine has put you on Melvin Gordon tonight. He likes the under tonight. He needs the Broncos to just win by half a point, and he cashes a nice one as well. Uh, should be a nice Monday night game. No more doubleheader in the first Monday of the year, so we just get the one game. So I'm fine. I'm fine with that, Shime. Just one, one more game, and then we get, as you said, a big game Thursday. Yes, a sir. Of sleeps, and we get Chargers uh, and Chiefs. We'll be back tomorrow to get an update on what's going on with the uh, Pats injuries. We'll find out more about Mac Jones. We'll have Red Sox and Yankees. Yes, the Red Sox are still playing. We'll have a baseball bet as well, and we will bask in the glory that was week one 
of the NFL season. Shime, excellent job, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow morning. Thanks. Can't wait, Mud. Have a good night.